the podcast on the mount where we talk about Jesus, discipleship, and community. Let's go! Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of the podcast on the mount. This is your host, Jonathan Amos, with my co host, Edemoni. And uh, we hope you guys have had a lovely couple of weeks and you enjoyed our last episode. Yep, yep. Um, today we bring you a new exciting episode. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's one of those questions that many people ask. Many people don't really understand. Some understand it, but in different ways. Mm-hmm. And so we would like to present it to you from another perspective. Mm-hmm. So you think through it with us. Yeah, yeah. Um, what we'll talk about today is the topic of Jesus and why it is that he died. Mm. So it's why did Jesus die? And the good reason to talk about why he died is um, so we can have a, some continuity to some of the things that we are talking about. So um, for a couple of weeks now, I think we've been looking at um, sin, about reconciliation and about covenant mm-hmm. and what these things mean and how they are intertwined. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I know we are, we are trying to gain a better understanding of them so we can better understand who Jesus is and why he was here and how we can live as, as you know, human beings and as Christians amongst, uh, you know, with each other. So uh, I, I think this is good to talk about. And, yeah, uh, and, I know and, that. <laughs> and Adam, Adam agrees. So. Yeah, and I think in addition, I mean, we are very close to Easter. Um, uh-huh. uh, there will be a lot of... Uh, a time of reflection on on Jesus Christ's death and resurrection, and so yeah, this is an appropriate time. To no, talk yes, about yes, that this 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 sounds good. So, okay, I think we'll jump straight in. Mm-hmm. So, Adam, why did Jesus die? Oh well, <laughs> um, I think if you if you if you if you met an ordinary person walking on the street and asked them why did Jesus die, oh, that's when we have an answer. Ninety-nine percent of the mm. people would tell you, oh, he died to. Uh, so that uh, we, our sins we could be forgiven of our sins. Oh, yes. He died for my sins. Yeah, he died for my sins. Yeah. Yes. And um, that is actually very true. Uh, except that uh, one, many of us have a limited understanding of why he needed to die for our sins. Okay. And two, um, we, 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 I, I think Christians need to get a wider understanding of the goal, the, the the reason why he died, for example, the reason why he needed to even die for our sins. Okay. Uh, so anyway, if you look at the history of Christianity, there have been many ways to to approach it, and and, and these approaches mm-hmm. we call them atonement theories. Okay. Right. Um, why the word atonement? Atonement is. Atone. Uh, yeah, yeah, to atone. atone. It's a, it's a, <laughs> it's a made-up <laughs> word. Uh, it's, it's made up of two English words. At one, so it's at one meant, mm-hmm. which is bringing two people together to be at one. Okay. Which, actually, should tell us that, I mean, just by the usage of that term, it should tell us the, the point is closer to reconciliation to just than it is to just forgiveness. Hmm. Because you can actually just forgive somebody of something they've done against you and not be friends with them anymore. Oh, yes. That's true. Okay. You get it. Mm-hmm. So, simply just forgiving somebody else is not enough. But here, the word we even use to talk about these theories uh, has the connotation 
of relationship and of restoration of relationship. Hmm. Okay. So it's atonement. It sounds interesting. So, so can you talk to us? Tell us about some of these um, theories you're talking about. These atonement theories. Well, yeah. So um, one of them, uh, the first, which and probably the most popular. I mean, if you if you talk about Ghanaian Christianity. The most popular uh, atonement theory you can find is what is typically called penal substitution atonement, PSA. Now, penal substitution atonement uh, focuses on uh, God's need to to sort of punish sin. And, I mean, because human beings have sinned and they deserve punishment, and therefore God punishes Jesus Christ. To, to get us human beings uh, off the hook of God's punishment. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so that's why it's penal. You know, that, 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 uh, so the, the those are the, yeah, penal is the punishment. Mm-hmm. A substitution is Jesus being the one who takes that punishment uh, on our behalf. Okay. So that's, that's one. And that is the more popular, the most popular uh, uh, atomic theory within the uh, Christianity for I think the past let's say six to seven hundred years hmm. um, but it, it really took uh, a hold on Christianity after the Protestant Reformation so okay. that's 500 years ago but the um, and it there was I mean even the New Testament does talk about God uh, Jesus taking on punishment and whatever and so on so it's not like uh, it's uh it's unbiblical or anything. It, it, there, there are grounds for those uh, the way it explains for that things. theory. Okay. Uh, so it's except more about that um, justice because it's it it focuses on getting how it focuses on punishment and how to get people of how to get human beings off the hook of God's punishment mm-hmm. and God's wrath. It overreaches itself in in in, in certain ways. Okay. So that that's a so we typically we call that PSA penal substitution atonement. Hmm. And the second one is uh, Christos Victor. Christos Victor uh, is another way of looking at Jesus Christ's death, um, but this one focuses on the fact that Jesus' death achieved victory over death and sin. Hmm. So that's why it's Christ it's Christ's victory, Christos Victor. Okay. Uh-huh. So the victory of Christ over death and sin, which liberates us human beings from sin. Hmm. Okay. That, that, that's that's why that uh, that one is called Christos Victor, and and um, that is also been around actually, yeah, and also you can see traces of it in Scripture, uh, New Testament as well, just as PSA as well. Um, but it also focuses on the victory, uh, Christ's death as victory, much more. And looks much less to the idea of punishment. Hmm. Yeah. So then the third one, which is maybe a more recent one, is what they call moral example. The moral example is Jesus Christ died to show us an example of you know how we should live as human beings or something of that sort of sacrifice or something. Yeah. Well, yes, of an example of self sacrifice Uh and so on that the human beings need to live that way. Um. So. That that's like the three main uh, uh, atonement theories. There are others, uh, but yeah, let's not go into those. 
Okay. <laughs> so how how do we want to think through these uh, these? I, I'm assuming we will try to go into these theories and try to think through them. Yes, yes, yes. What do what do we want to look out for? Is it is it that these atonement theories they are all um, they are all is it that all of them are not are not full in the way in which they present in, in the way of their thinking process? You know what what are some of their shortcomings? What are you know what what what, what are people what, missing? What yes, you, what are we yeah. missing when we talk about? Yes, yes, yes. Um, each of these, just as I mentioned before, each of these ways or attempts mm-hmm. at explaining the death of Jesus Christ um, always dwell on one angle of the discussion than the other. Um, so we try to, for example, PSA tries to use the the idea of human beings having sinned and God's wrath, God's uh, anger, anger towards mm-hmm. us human beings, uh, to sort of overshadow everything else that a New Testament has to say on the subject. So okay, and so, that so. Ma- that creates a certain kind of Christianity, uh, which is very. I mean, like we, we spoke of in the last episode, yes. it creates a kind of Christianity which is very more or less afraid of God. Uh-huh. So that God always seeks justice. Just yes, God is more interested I mean, in you just you sin. doing you, the right you, thing you, much more you, than you, you know. You just sin, you will see. Yes, exactly <laughs> that kind of thing. You know, and, it, and like we mentioned before, it it actually produces a very judgmental kind of Christianity. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that that's 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 one of the the, the shortcomings of let's say PSA. Okay. So the thing is because each of them focus on one aspect, they all have shortcomings, and um, sometimes in a, in the attempt to explain, they go beyond what is stated on the plain surface in scripture to add much more detail that is not even in scripture, just to try to explain everything else but in the process you are over you are overseeing what scripture didn't say you are basically seeing things that scripture didn't say okay uh, our cherished listeners um it's it's begun to rain here so we shall try to um take our voices a notch up but we, we, <laughs> we really hope that you can still hear us and that you can and that you can follow, you can flow with us as as we continue this this conversation. So, um, okay, Adam, sorry, I interrupted you. You were saying, yeah, okay. So um, the the thing with um, most of these um, um, ways or methods that people have adopted to explain the death of Jesus Christ is also that they tended to. Uh, one or another system of explanation tends to be linked with certain historical events. Uh-huh. For okay. example, the early church being a much more persecuted church and so on, uh, placed much more emphasis on the victory over death, the Christos Victor model. Mm-hmm. Here, because here were Christians who were going to, who were experiencing death, who were being killed by, you know, the Roman Empire. And so, who needed encouragement that Jesus Christ has defeated death, and so they needed not be afraid of of, of what the Roman Empire was going to do to them. Mm-hmm. So, um, but that meaning that the, the death was also a victory over the devil and over and over the the things that were persecuting them yes, the, in yes, this world. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. And which is true. I mean, it's just that again, it became 
people began to go into explaining oh so um for example people were bringing in theories like uh, god had to uh, um pay a ransom to the devil to to be able to and even it went in okay. very very weird directions hmm, i see uh, you get it which yes the bible does mention an idea of a ransom but uh, you are stretching the metaphor when you are seeing uh, and it actually totally contradicts some of some other parts of scripture when we begin to talk in those directions hmm. so again then and you can see though uh, the PSA w- existed I think uh, uh, um, one of the Christian uh, uh, theologians uh, uh, I th- oh, uh, uh, Anselm yes Anselm Anselm defined uh, penal substitution very well like he wrote about it in a systematic way although it was a belief within the church already he wrote about it in a systematic way somewhere in the uh, 11th century but it still wasn't that popular until the Protestant Reformation where the issue was why were the Roman Catholics telling us that we need to pay for our sins to be forgiven mm-hmm. then the reformers latched onto Anselm's statements about the fact that Jesus has paid for all our sins and so we don't need to pay for you know uh, do penances and indulgences yes. to get our sins forgiven mm-hmm. so the whole thing moved from Christos Victor now to a much more penal substitution discussion and that became the dominating explanation of why Jesus died and so on huh. so some and as people have also begun to see the the problems with penal substitution as the only way of explaining things now we are having more example also coming in as another means of explaining so sometimes some of these ways of explaining have also been linked with historical yeah, things that have happened yes. before in john so there's always some history to it yes. something came up so it, it, it might have existed as a as, as a theory mm-hmm. but something comes up which now requires that you attempt to, to bring it out mm-hmm. and and clearly define mm-hmm. what it is mm-hmm. that it is mm-hmm. so and that, in that process in that process you can mm-hmm. either overly stretch yes. something or underly overst- un- no, understate <laughs> something <laughs> yeah, overstate, yes. or overstate you know okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and this is why sense. this is why uh, like like i said uh, uh, penal substitution has become the main means by which most christians explain the death of jesus christ Hmm. Uh, in terms of God's anger and Jesus assuaging God's anger and so on and that's more or less becoming like the only way by which we look at Jesus Christ's death and very little about uh, his victory over sin and death and therefore his, I mean uh, you know the linkage of that to resurrection because the, then early Christians were being persecuted and they needed that hope of resurrection mm-hmm. based on the death the victory that Jesus has over death that was totally forgotten you get it so these are some of the historical reasons where we swing in one direction or the other and then interesting enough and i i tend to hear about christos vector more nowadays i tend to hear about that more yes and also in a number of movies or things that you see it's Mm -hmm. about so uh, you know christ in the grave or something or christ about to die the devil is laughing Mm -hmm. and then we see christ rise and then he takes a sword and slashes the devil. <laughs> the devil is nothing. Like, so yes. that you know, it, sometimes you have this kind of you, know, you visualize it that way. Okay, that mm-hmm. it was so that he could show the world mm-hmm. that 
he is the Christ and he has victory over death. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Probably not, it doesn't, not necessarily over the sin part, mm -hmm. but at least over death, mm -hmm. he has the victory. Mm -hmm. So that, that, well, at least I tend to hear, hear about that, uh, about that a lot also. Yeah. Um, yes, uh, that's true. I mean, there's, um, there is a sort of resurgence in, in uh, the, the fortunes, let me say, okay. <laughs> of the Christmas Victor model of explaining um, Christianity, uh, explaining the death of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that um, we, we need a more holistic view of putting all these models together okay. to get a complete picture of Jesus Christ, the reason why Jesus Christ died. T tell us a bit that about that. That will give uh, us a fuller Christianity. Okay, but how about the moral example? That one and, and one. Well, the, more, no, the, the <laughs> so the moral example one, we you know when we do ex, when we come up with an integrated model, you would see the moral example one also having a, a huge impact. Hmm, okay. And I think the moral example one flows from the first two, from integrating penal penal substitution and Christos Victor. Well. Okay then you, you, you would see as we go along that the moral example is actually really important. Uh, it just again flows from something else. Okay. That's something else is, is, uh, needs to be clearly explained. Mm, okay. Let's see how, how it goes. Mm. Yeah, so um, one of the things would be like, how do we how do we form a, a wider picture? How do we form that wider picture? Of why Jesus Christ died. Okay. How do we discern that wider picture? You mean a sort of a, a perspective, a worldview, or what? What? What do you mean? Yes. So, so how do we read the Bible in such a way that mm -hmm. we gain the uh, an integrated view of the uh -huh. penal substitution, uh, Christos Victor, or moral example, or whatever okay. so on? How do uh, you do that? Mm -hmm. So that we are not focusing on only one side or the other. Okay. Yeah. And I think that the way to do that is to start by looking at Jesus' own words. For for too long, and uh, I'm going to be a, a bit uh, hard on uh, uh, penal substitution folks, for too long we have been focusing on Paul's explanations, Paul's letters to explain why Jesus Christ died. And and in in that effort, even and he does uh, speak of all these metaphors, but in the process, we then already because we have already decided that the best way to explain is Christos Victor or penal substitution. Then we are reading Paul only in that line. Hmm. But I think the most important way to first establish why Jesus Christ died is to ask Jesus Himself the question, or at least hear Jesus Himself explain why he died. Look at his actions when he was about to die. Okay. So, go back to the Gospels. Why, le, 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 if, you, if you focus on Jesus' own choices, for example, his choice of time, Jesus Christ chose mm -hmm. to die during Passover. Mm -hmm. um, if, if the whole goal of Jesus Christ's death was about atone or, or atoning for sins, uh, uh, the, the 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 Jewish festival that most represents, you know, forgiveness of sins and so on, or the, sorry, the, the the sacrifice that leads to forgiveness of sins is called Yom Yom Kippur, the um, 
the day of atonement. Mm-hmm. And but he chose not to die at that time. He chose to die in Passover. Now you can say, well, it really has no bearing on anything else. But no nothing that Jesus does has no bearing on anything else. Jesus is extremely symbolic about everything he does. Okay. So there are reasons why he does what he does. So what is the significance of Passover? Well, if you look at Passover, Passover was the period where uh, God was here, yeah, the period in Egypt. It was it that festival was inaugurated when God said they should kill a lamb and use his blood, blood. to mark their doors so and and then eat the 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 lamb the the the, the, the meat the meat yes they should cook the meat and eat it yeah, and so on and the the blood here that was used to mark the doors had nothing to do with the sins of the people of Israel true the people of Israel had not sinned in any way they were just slaves under somebody's uh, the, 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 the under the thumb of Egypt. Of Egypt, yes. So, um, he, I mean, I've heard people try to explain the 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 blood that we used to mark the door in terms of the sins of the people of Israel. I mean, I'm talking about well-known scholars, and I'm scandalized a bit when I hear them saying this because it has nothing to do with the sins of the people of Israel. It's it it was a means by which God was going to bring death to. Israel and slay and and release uh, uh, the people of Israel mm-hmm. from slavery to uh, the uh, to 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 Egypt from slavery to the god of Egypt from slavery to the pharaoh the king of Egypt and so on. So immediately we you can see that uh, 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 Jesus is trying to do something something significant within that time. He chose Passover. Because it meant something within that time. Now, secondly, let's look again at Jesus' own words. His own words when he was about to die. He 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 got people together and they had a supper, the Lord's Supper. And he gave uh, he took up the wine. Now, if you look at Luke chapter twenty-two, verse twenty, Luke twenty-two, verse twenty says that in the same way after the supper he took the cup, saying. This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. Now, the question is, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. What is the statement Jesus is bringing here? He's bringing the idea of covenant. Mm-hmm. Right, you get it? Mm-hmm. Um, and he's bringing the idea of his blood being shed for the benefit of other people. So, okay, covenant is in- important. Uh, the blood being beneficial to other people is also important. Hmm. I see. You remember we talked about covenant last week in yes. terms of reconciliation. Yes. <laughs> so now, if you look at Matthew twenty-six, right, Matthew twenty-six, verse twenty-six to twenty-seven, um, you can read that one. Okay. So Matthew twenty-six, twenty-six to twenty-seven. Um, so that says. Jesus answered, you have not, sorry, no. 26. Yeah. While they were eating, Jesus took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat, mm-hmm. this is my body. 27. Mm-hmm. Then he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you, this is my blood of the covenant, 
which mm-hmm. is poured out for many mm-hmm. for, the for the forgiveness, forgiveness of, of sins. Yeah. This is the blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Mm-hmm. Now, again, we see covenant today somewhere, and we see forgiveness of sins somewhere. Covenant language. Mm, okay. Um, so, one, forgiveness of sins. Forgiveness of whose sins? One of the things that uh, I mean, most of us take for granted is that when we read the Gospels, especially, and we see Jesus talking about forgiveness of sins, we automatically assume he's talking about the forgiveness of m- me and you and Kofi Mensah and Ajwa sins. Now, he is talking about those, but at the time Jesus was speaking, he was referring to the prophets, like prophets like Jeremiah 31. And Jeremiah was saying that people of Israel had abandoned the covenant with Yahweh. Mm-hmm. And for Yahweh to restore covenant relationship to them, he would need to forgive their sins. Mm. This is Jeremiah 31, 31 to 34. So the purpose of the forgiveness of sins one was actually directed at Israel themselves directly. Mm-hmm. They need to receive the forgiveness of sins. Alright? And when Yahweh has restored the relationship with them, then Yahweh can invite we Gentiles into that relationship as well. Hmm. To come and be a part. Because that's exactly what uh, Isaiah 42 says. That I will make you, Israel, a light, a, a light unto Israel. I will make you a covenant to the Gentiles. Mm-hmm. So God's forgiveness of God, Jesus needed to bring forgiveness of sins to Israel. And uh, by which means the covenant relationship between God and Israel is restored. Then when that is restored, Israel can then be the means right. by which Gentiles also benefit from God's forgiveness. Hmm. <laughs> Do you get it? Okay. So it works by God restoring covenant relationship with Israel through Jesus Christ's sacrifice. And we Gentiles and ordinary Jews as well, being beneficiaries of that restoration of covenant. So, um, I hear people using covenant language in terms of, oh, God has a covenant with you, and blah, blah. I hear this especially within the charismatic and word of faith. One-on-one uh, on one covenant. Yes. I see God has a special individual covenant with each and everybody, every, every person. And that is a, a total misunderstanding of covenant Israel. language in, in, in the new, both Old Testament and New Testament. Hmm. God's covenant is in the nation Israel. And at some point, he says, I will open up this covenant to everybody to be a beneficiary of. And that point was when Jesus came. Hmm. So he brought forgiveness of sins so that covenant relationship can be restored so that the whole world can then benefit from that forgiveness. And so it's it's like we said, you can forgive somebody but not be reconciled to that person. I can forgive you and say, okay, what you did to me is okay. But many won't catch up you. And I have every right to do that. Forgiving you, it doesn't hurt me anymore. But maybe because I don't want you to hurt me further. So I say I will not reconcile with you. So God's goal is reconciliation. But it needs to begin by forgiveness. Mm -hmm. So that then covenant relationship can happen. But if we focus on the forgiveness itself as the beginning and the end of the matter. Because again, people are reading the, uh, the Bible and looking out only for the word forgiveness of sins. And not seeing that the goal of the thing is covenant, then we reduce the whole of the discussion to uh, 
it's about your sins about your sins are you hear me yes i do and again why is this interesting in a time of passover is it it's interesting in a time of passover because it is relevant to the idea of christos victor and maybe when we come to that you would understand understand it much better so for me to get an understanding of why jesus died we need to start by looking at what jesus himself said to look at the symbolism and go back to our old testament and understand what that symbolism meant in the old testament and understand it very well because sometimes i find that people are reading their own preconceived understanding into the old testament uh, for example during the day of atonement they don't kill uh, the, the sins are not the sins of israel are not forgiven by killing an animal they actually take the goat they pray all the sins of israel onto the goat and they let the goat go into the desert they don't kill the goat that bears the sins of the people of israel mm-hmm. you hear me mm-hmm. so but many people say oh and uh, the whole testament the only way people are getting this in the nation of israel was receiving forgiveness of sins was that they will kill the animal they sacrifice the animal uh please go and read leviticus 16. the goat on which the uh, the sins of the people are confessed is led into the bush mm-hmm. are you yes. so are we looking at uh, because we've already defined our own understanding of these things we are not we are trying to shoehorn the Old Testament into our understanding. We are mm. trying to shoehorn Jesus Christ's statement into our pre preconceived understanding. And whether we choose Christus Victor or penal substitution, we then try to fit everything into, into that, that one metaphor alone and leave the others behind. Oh, we we say well they, they might be, but they are not as significant as uh, you as, know exactly. And it is actually affecting the kind of Christianity we live out. What we believe about the reasons why Jesus died has an effect on the kind of Christianity that we are producing. Yes. Truth be told, we are creating many fearful Christians. Ah. Many Christians who are afraid that if I take this one action, because I did this, uh, this I, I, some some judgment or some, <laughs> some uh, God will have his justice, mm-hmm. something <laughs> of the sort. You know, it's... Anyway, I, uh, anyway well, see, just so we continue. Um... Mm-hmm. So what? Given given that you've 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 just brought you've discussed the the concept of understanding what it is and and the and the covenant language in here and how it actually works. How how should we be looking at at his death going forward? What what should we be looking at? How should we be be, be thinking about it? Hmm. I I think that. Um if we if we widen our scope of understanding of Jesus Christ and and his death and focus on his own statements focus on his own actions mm-hmm. which are later explained by Paul and Peter and blah blah and so on but first establish what Jesus was doing through the gospels what we gain is that we see the centrality of covenant mm-hmm. just as i read uh, Matthew 26 here this is the pep and and if you go back because Jesus is quoting Jeremiah Jeremiah states it clearly the purpose of the restoration or the purpose of the forgiveness of sin was the restoration of covenant. Hmm. So the covenant you see it becomes very central. Two, you see that there is there is a huge that there there are certain 
things in the Old Testament which whenever you are reading the New Testament they should always be at the back of your mind one the Exodus and the events of the Exodus hmm. the Passover and whatever all the things that happen because Jesus is always trying to go back to those symbols so get those understand those symbols properly the Exodus especially number two the exile because it's mm-hmm. exile the, 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 the disobedience of people of Israel led them into, into, exile. into exile so if God is going to restore relationship that's where the forgiveness of sins comes in so understand exile if you understand those well then you can see the images working properly and then we also gain something very very important um, whenever we are talking about God, especially in, P- in penal substitution atonement, when we are talking about God's wrath and so on, we focus so much on the punishment and the anger and so on and so forth, and the fact that God needs to punish Jesus Christ or God punished Jesus Christ. But if we pay better attention, we realize that the idea is God sacrificing Himself in the person of Jesus Christ, not God needing to punish somebody else before he will forgive us it's god himself and we are christians we are we are trinitarian christians Mm -hmm. god himself in the person of jesus christ Mm -hmm. takes on the punishment that was due us so that the covenant relationship can be restored Mm -hmm. you get it so Mm -hmm. these when we, we we do this we gain a wider much much wider perspective oh, yes. of understanding the death of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, this, this this is interesting. Exodus, exile. I I, I, I because I, I think through and I, I I think for many people, for many Christians, mm-hmm. we we don't think through through it like that. I mean, we don't think through it that deeply because we are not Probably. we are we see we are not being taught well the bible huh. we are not being taught well how to read the bible it's two things we are one not being either not being we are not being taught well mm-hmm. and we are not being yes that's like that. so taught well not probably taught well but we we are not being socialized it's not socialized or we are not trained to yes on how to read the Bible to and understand, properly, yeah. to get context mm-hmm. and know so that when you move to the New Testament and you are reading something, mm-hmm. you can be able to pinpoint or picture what it meant, what whether it was prophetic language, mm-hmm. whether it was uh, try to find out what it meant from, mm-hmm. the, from, the, from the Old Testament, the Old Testament yeah. and relate it. Mm-hmm. Also because many people, a number of people take the Old Testament as the Old Testament includes everything from the Old Testament <laughs> from punishment to joy to slavery to mm-hmm. how to treat your wife mm-hmm. and then some also take the New Testament as this is it this is everything about, this is it's like Old Testament is old and not mm-hmm. being used mm-hmm. and New Testament is the ish and mm-hmm. that is all that we follow mm-hmm. but not taking your history seriously means that you would you, you, you would make mistakes you make mistakes exactly yeah. so it's it's interesting that we we bring all of these themes up the mm-hmm. themes of uh, the covenants being central theme mm-hmm. of the exodus theme of exile yeah, yeah. I, the theme of kinship is also one of those and theme of self sacrifice these mm-hmm. these all of these themes mm-hmm. I, I, they, it's not the first thing you think about yes 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 they, when they you, when you think about you know about the death of jesus yes 
The symbolism is really there, but we have not been trained to see hmm. it. Interesting. So what? Okay. So Jesus died. Mm-hmm. We know he died. Mm-hmm. We've looked at why he died, and some thought through the th- some of the things that uh, we've discerned why he died. We've mm-hmm. seen what we've gained from his death, but mm-hmm. what then is the consequence of his death now? Yes, yes, yes. How so we if we if we this? if we put all of these uh, pictures together, mm-hmm. we see that all the the, the dominant models are properly represented. Christos Victor is represented. Um, um, penal substitution is represented. Moral example is represented very well. All towards a particular goal. Mm. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. The first one is Christos Victor focuses on God's anger towards us. And so sorry, sorry, sorry. Penal substitution. Mm-hmm. Now, um, typically they use verses like Romans chapter five, verse nine. All right. So, okay. if we can read what Romans chapter five verse nine. Romans chapter five verse nine. Mm-hmm. Um, this says, "Since we have now been justified by His blood, mm-hmm. how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath mm-hmm. through Him?" Okay. So, the point is. So here, the idea is: Ah, God is angry, or God is wrathful towards us, and like you're saying, yeah. Since we have been justified by Jesus' blood, then how much more will Jesus save us from that God's wrath? So then we say, ah, yo, so the whole problem is that God is angry and, and, and he needs to punish someone. Now, if, for example, if you read Isaiah 3, it even introduces the subject, subject of punishment. And that um, uh, we considered him punished and so on and so forth. But you see, um, let's look. A little bit at Romans 8.3 because it, it sheds an important light. Actually, just right. j- just just to add on yeah. Romans 5.9. We just mm. read Romans 5.9. Oh, okay. Romans 5, the next the right after the next verse says, For if while we were God's enemies, mm-hmm. we were reconciled to him mm-hmm. through the death of his son, mm. how much more, having mm. been reconciled, mm-hmm. shall we be saved through his life? Exactly. So already it you know this and thing we talked about, picking and choosing. Mm-hmm. So justified by his blood, so talking about God's wrath, it mm-hmm. means God is angry with us. Mm-hmm. But he goes on and he says, he talks about a reconciliation. Mm-hmm. Yes. Hmm. He does talk about a reconciliation. And if you look at Romans 8-3, it does something even even, even uh, better to explain things. Romans 28. No, Romans 8. Sorry, Romans 8. So maybe let me read that one. Okay. So he says, that for what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in the flesh. Now, here, Paul is doing something something interesting. Paul is saying that God condemned sin in the flesh of Jesus Christ. Not that God condemned Jesus Christ. Condemned sin in the flesh. Yes, because the idea is that Jesus Christ took on the world's sin, the weight of the world's sin, onto himself so that it can be extinguished, so that it can be, we, I mean, we can be cleansed, so that all the sin can be defeated. Actually, yes. So you see, we begin to bring in Christus Victor angles here, but the point is, God's punish, uh, 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 um, he, he, here he's saying God condemns sin in the flesh of Jesus, not God is condemning Jesus. 
but for many times when we are explaining the death we say that oh god needed uh, to punish somebody yes. and then he punished jesus on your behalf but here paul is saying that jesus is the one who he took the thing on himself and sin was punished in his flesh not, not, you, not Jesus, not was, Jesus punished, was punished, but, but sin, sin was, was punished, punished in, in his flesh. <laughs> this is interesting. This is some, you know, some of these things. So, when, one, when, when it's you true. read them and you, if we look at only one, one verse and we make a whole big argument out of it, mm-hmm. meanwhile, the point is if you are a parent and your child does something wrong, it does get you angry. Mm-hmm. I mean, if God doesn't get angry about we doing something wrong. I mean, he will not be God. It, it doesn't make any sense. Oh, yes. Are you getting me? But even but for me, for my child, I, I, I'm not going to kill my you, child. Yes, I, you what don't. I want to do is to, is to, is to kill that thing which caused which my child to do that. Which is causing your child to continue to do that. Exactly. So that is what this, I want to a, get at. It's not... I mean, you, you, you do get angry because if your child continues to go down this line, it's going to lead them in this and that. So you try to curb uh-huh. the character. So your goal is to curb whatever character it is. Mm-hmm. Not to uh, beat up your child and kill him or whatever. That is not... That is, I mean, if we, even if we human beings don't do that to our children, why do oh we think God. that that is how God uh, deals mm-hmm. with us? So it's true, there is wrath because God is, is angry that sin is destroying us. But God Himself deals with it by, again, condemning sin in the flesh of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. By uh, uh, Jesus Himself, God Himself taking on the punishment that was due us, mm-hmm. so that He can reconcile Himself to us, so that we can be free of the sin, mm-hmm. and then He can come back to us. So that's why, for example, where uh, prodigal son, you see the picture where the father is because the father is interested is in restoration of relationship more than just in the punishment of this or that or the other again so i I, so okay i I think i so i I need to be clear Mm -hmm. so god is not punishing jesus no god is not yes it's good you are helping us to emphasize god is god is trying to he's looking at sin Mm-hmm. And, and and sin is in flesh. Yes, sin sin speaks of sin as a power. Aha. This is one of the things that so we sin miss. Sin is a power. Sin is a power. Paul Paul so speaks like that. That you should not let sin overcome you. How can mm-hmm. it work if it's not a power that is working within you? Okay. So it's not just a matter of your personal feelings, but we need to understand that sin is a power that or tries to so dominate us. So then, so then there is this power in this world, mm-hmm. which is sin. Yes. And sin, and sin has come and it lives within yes, the world. It is within, within and flesh, yes. and also because so human beings mm-hmm. have sin. Mm-hmm. And so, as part of this sin, one of the things that it does is a separation from God. Yes. So, in order for God to be able to, you see, God, God Himself has reconciled Himself to us, mm-hmm. but. In order for human beings to, to be also free to, to be actually free, uh-huh, to reciprocate, to be free to be able to uh, reconcile themselves, themselves to God, God, it would be what needs to happen is that this power Has needs to be. to be subdued. Yes, this power needs to be 
needs to be killed ne needs to go away and in that, a certain way see, and that is where then christos victor comes in because christos victor says jesus has defeated sin and death that's the okay. that's the, the 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 direction that the very early church was coming from okay that he's defeated sin and death mm -hmm. so that we will have freedom mm -hmm. to then be reconciled mm -hmm. to god because he has already reconciled himself to us so again an integrated thinking thinking is what we need when we are talking about when we are trying to understand so you see um christos victor being represented here by colossians 2 verse 15. Hmm. Right. so if you have that you can look at it for us okay very quickly colossians 2 15. Hmm. Oh, my goodness correct colossians 2 15 we have it here okay colossians 2 14 uh, 15 and having disarmed the powers and authorities mm -hmm. he made a public spectacle of them mm -hmm. triumphing over, over them, them by, by the, the cross by the cross jesus triumphs over powers and authorities and i mentioned that sin is a power you see the new testament uses the word sin and sins as well sins typically is referring to i mean what we ourselves has done <laughs> but sin as one word without a plural tends to speak of the power mm -hmm. are you going to use tends to speak of sin as a power so mm -hmm. whenever we are looking at sin and we are looking at it only in terms of individual sin sins with, with a plural and we forget that the new testament is speaking of sin in both two ways in those two ways of individual misbehavior and a power that actually drives people drives into that individual misbehavior yes. then we miss the boat so christos victor then brings in the idea of sin being defeated as a power sin and death being defeated as a power so that we will be freed from quote uh, uh, sins in plural okay okay <laughs> you got me okay no, uh, okay I, okay <laughs> So I, I think okay. So let's do this. Mm -hmm. As we go on, mm -hmm. let us try to clearly understand and clearly put together everything. Mm -hmm. So, yes, the, in the Old Testament, there are many places where we see that God gets angry. Mm. God, yes, there is a wrath to God. Yes, there we are know many, there, there is. Many, uh, we also know that God is merciful. Yes. He is kind. He mm. is love. Mm. So, so, in in God's own anger mm -hmm. he sees that no no i cannot be he is angry mm -hmm. and yes he might he wants to punish mm -hmm. fair enough yes, yes. but you know but, but to I help him but, but that's a consideration okay, yeah. oh, I mean, I'm, not, I'm not trying to say it as yeah, i understand it yes, currently from uh -huh. our conversation yes, yeah, no. now he would like to punish mm -hmm. but he he considers that what if to in order in is he, uh, a punishment will not solve the problem. Exactly. But although I am angry, mm -hmm. and although I have done this a number of times mm -hmm. with my people, I will still reconcile myself to them. And although I can send them into exile, mm -hmm. I will be with them to protect them. Mm -hmm. And I will bring them out of that exile. Mm -hmm. So, yes. So, I, I, in in that, uh, so in our, in our PSA mm -hmm. thinking, mm -hmm. yes, God is angry, mm -hmm. but when we bring the the Christus victors, mm -hmm. the Christus victor, mm -hmm. God is angry, 
but chooses to reconcile. Yes, he and um, not just chooses to reconcile, mm-hmm. but it is he he. See, okay, so let me let me help you. So, <laughs> so yes, God is the 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 part about God being angry is it's simple. If a if I made something yes. and it is not going according to that direction, it yes. hurts me. Yes. And so I will be angry. Yes, and, 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 and I'll and be sad or I'll be angry or whatever. Fine. And more importantly, the thing that a person is doing is leading them into distraction. So mm-hmm. even I don't need to want to punish them or anything. That their thing that they are, their own actions have consequences. We, we, yes, we talked we spoke about, about that last, last week. week. Uh-huh. Has so a it leading, uh, it, it's like God saying, don't eat of this tree or else you get death. And True. people do it, and they experience that consequence. So, it, so we so could, so, so we could think about it this way that so, sin has its consequence, mm-hmm. and not necessarily God's wrath, which brings something mm-hmm. to them. I mean, yes, there are instances where yes. there's there are explicit actions mm-hmm. that God says, yes, "I may I'm doing this to you because, because of, of this." Particular, yes, there are those specific yes. instances, mm-hmm. but probably in many cases. A consequence of some uh, an action has its consequence, its consequence. not and, because God and, has and that it has it it, um, it okay. angers God Once and hurts God because that. that is not how He designed us human beings to go. Mm-hmm. And you see, the more we talk about this, we'll get to why this the the, the whole the key to this whole conversation about atonement. Okay, <clears throat> because um, we, we've talked about reconciliation. Let's not dwell that more. Uh, there there was one, one one other thing. Now, if you look at I mean, if if God wants reconciliation with all of humanity, mm-hmm. then, like a parent, I want all my children to be able to relate to me well. Mm-hmm. But that also involves them being able to relate to one another. Are you getting me? Okay. So, it is it, it, like Ephesians two says that part of the purpose of Jesus's death is to re- is to break down the wall of hostility. Ephesians 2.14 mm. For he himself is at peace who has made the two groups, who are the two groups? Jew and Gentile. One. He has made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility. Mm-hmm. Why? Because God desires that all his children will be united together as one people, one. although they are different races and colors and gender and blah blah. Be one people who are reconciled unto him. So that is another part of the reason why Jesus Christ died. His death brings reconciliation amongst people, even yes. before it brings reconciliation between people and God. Hmm. So okay. that is another key thing. This is why I've been saying that. Uh, I mean, if those who read my blog will realize I talk a lot about the racism that exists in in in, uh, in churches, especially in white church, uh, yeah, I mean, in Europe church, and America and church, so on, and even the ethnicism that exists in Ghanaian churches. Yeah. Okay, it yes. is totally it's because we have missed <laughs> yes. the point about the death of Jesus Christ. It's so supposed to destroy that those separations. We are still in, uh, enjoying them <laughs> hmm. and and living in the same old ways. So that is one 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 of the important things that the death of Jesus Christ does. But I think that. Um, the the key to all of this, right, is is is, is encapsulated in Revelation chapter five, verse nine to ten. Right, okay. Revelation places the whole. I mean, it, it places all these pictures in context. It places the PSA and so on, all of it in context. Hmm. Revelations five nine to ten. Mm-hmm. 
And they sang a new song, mm-hmm. saying, You are worthy to take the scroll mm-hmm. and to open its seals, yes. because you were slain. Mm-hmm. And with your blood you purchased for God persons from every tribe and mm-hmm. language and mm-hmm. people and nation. Mm-hmm. 10. You have made them to be a kingdom you and priests. You have made them to be a kingdom and priests. And priests to serve our God. Exactly. And they will reign on the earth. Exactly. God, uh, Revelation is telling us that they were celebrating the lamb who was, who was slain. And he's saying that you have shed your blood. We all say Jesus Christ died so that his blood washed our sins. But what is the ultimate goal of the blood washing our sins? Verse 10. The, it's in the verse 10. It says that he washed our sins so that we, we can, be can become a kingdom, a kingdom of and priests and a, priest, a kingdom, kingdom and, and priests priest to, serve our, to serve our God and they will reign on the and earth. And we will reign. It this, is, is it is not, it this is Genesis chapter 1. Mm-hmm. And it is not so that so that you, you go to heaven. So that you, this one person, <laughs> will become uh, 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 saved. No, yeah. Saved to go to, to heaven. Yes. He doesn't say, oh, so that then they will go and sit in heaven. He says that so that there will be kings and priests to serve in the kingdom. And this is the language of the Genesis chapter 1. When God created human beings, yes. he said, I'm creating you in my image, in my likeness. And I, I mentioned this before, but we need to talk a bit more about it, maybe in the in a, in a next podcast. That the idea of being created in the image of God is, um, is to create us to represent God on this earth, on not in this heaven. Earth, exactly. On the, that, that, that is key. On this on earth. On this earth. To work on this earth, to, to, to be his representative, to on be his kingdom to and be priest. His, to be his kingdom and priest to serve on, on this earth. earth. So that we are not sitting here waiting to go to heaven before we start being kingdom and priest. Because if we do because that, that's why we are created in the image of God. We are not we are not going to be image of God when we go to heaven. We are, mm-hmm. we are already created in the image of God. Yeah, so yeah. we need to learn to start living mm-hmm. the life that to, to start representing God on this earth. And this is where moral example now comes in. Mm-hmm. How do we learn to live? As representatives of God, by looking at God's character, what is God's character? His own examples. God sacrifices Himself for the benefit of others. Yes. This is why we need a corrective on the PSA because when PSA keeps saying God needed to punish somebody else, it's missing the point. God Himself is sacrificing Himself for the benefit of others. So to be really human, to live as people who are created in the image of God, we must be people who are learning to sacrifice. For the benefit of our brothers and sisters, and the way Jesus, um, Paul said it, is very simple. Um, Philippians chapter two. Hmm. Before, as I'm opening Philippians two, some some will say that, well, yes, sacrificing yourselves, but but he also says that love your neighbor as yourself, not more than yourself. Um. So, what what does that change? Oh, if you love your neighbor like yourself, uh-huh. uh, then why can't my neighbor also sacrifice himself? If something comes up and I can take it for them, maybe. How, but so why can't he can take it? Why do we himself? make the, Why do we? Why do we try to explain it for ourselves when we have the example of Jesus Christ? You see, instead of mm-hmm. giving theory, God doesn't give us theory. That's why we talked about the incarnation. God came down Himself instead of giving us theories. He came to do it so that we don't have an excuse. See, so look I, at. I, 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 I know something. I'm, I'm just giving the English translation of 
what the original text was. I don't know what the original text was, but the English translation says, we don't need love your neighbor yes. as yourself. But we don't need to try to explain <laughs> it. We can look at Jesus Christ's example. <laughs> okay. It's, it's instead of looking at theories. Just look at the example. Fine. Philippians 2, 5 to 6. Okay. This is Paul writing to the Philippians. Mm-hmm. And he's giving them advice on how they should live. And what okay. does he say? Philippians 2, 5 to 6. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. Now, what is this mindset yes, we are exactly. about to read? Verse 6. Who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Mm-hmm. But... Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as As a man. man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even even death death on a cross. Exactly. And the death on the cross was the most shameful death you could ever have endured. It was reserved for criminals, for brigands. And so on. So but now that brings us, so that talks about the example. Yes. That he so sets. this is where more example comes in. So mm-hmm. the point is, let's try to summarize. Mm-hmm. Christos, uh, sorry, penal substitution. Mm-hmm. God is indeed angry mm-hmm. and saddened by our disobedience. Yes, our sin. And uh, yes, by our sin. But and he is sudden, more interested. That the power. Yes. Is he want, more dominant yes. than him. Let but he wants. To def- he knows that it is a power mm-hmm. that leads us in that direction. So his his Christos Victor comes in. God defeats those powers. powers of sin of I, death, I sin on death on the, the cross. Are you hearing me? Mm-hmm. But before that, God shows us who He is by living out His example mm-hmm. in the life of Jesus Christ. So again, I think so. So that at the end of the day. Uh, we can be true human. We can be. We, we we can see why we really were created to be humans. Mm-hmm. The re- we can go back to Genesis one. The real reason why you are created in the image of God is that you are created to represent God. If God is a God who lays Himself down, then that is what you need to be doing. So in the end, we we integrate all these models mm-hmm. together. And uh, sorry, additionally. Just as, as as we are thinking about why Jesus died, mm-hmm. think about it also this way. If it was all about the forgiveness of my sin mm-hmm. or the forgiveness of just your sin, mm-hmm. then immediately he was born, mm-hmm. we could have killed him yes, and that, exactly. would have yeah, that would have solved the problem. Why did that he have, have to live 33 years of life? So he had to live and so show. that he shows the example. Mm-hmm. In showing this example, we can now have an example to follow, mm-hmm. to emulate, mm-hmm. so that now that he's not physical, well, he's here with us. Mm-hmm. But now that he's not the physical walking Jesus over mm-hmm. the earth, yeah. we to, we can live like that amongst us human beings. Yes, so not that we just, are going to wait know. to go to heaven. That's why uh-huh. the, the Lord's prayer says, uh, uh, your your, your, "Yes, your will be done on this earth, earth as it is in as heaven. it is done in heaven." Your kingdom come. Not, oh, your will be done when we go to heaven. Mm-hmm. But your will be done here. And Jesus Christ says in John chapter 5, he says that, look, you have eternal life. Those who believe in me have it now. You are not waiting to go to heaven to have eternal life. The life that he wants you to live as a genuine human being. As a human being. Not as some spiritual thing hanging in the skies 
as the life he wants us to live this is how god designed us to live if we yes. depend on him then he will show us the example of what it means to be humans and what it means to be humans is to be representatives of god on this earth who are living his example of soul sacrifice for the benefit of the other so here we get a w- much wider picture of why Jesus died. Yep. And this is why, like, I, when we began the conversation, I said, our our f- focus on one picture over another is why our Christianity sucks today. Hmm. Because it is not producing change. It's not yeah, producing discipleship. Yes. But the goal, the, the end goal... zombies. Yes, the end goal of Christianity is discipleship. Discipling after the example of Jesus Christ. So I wrote last week on on, on, on on this subject, on the integration between being made in the image of God and being and discipleship. I wrote, an, uh, if you go to visit Agnes Nostra, mm-hmm. the Imago Day and discipleship, that the goal of God creating us as an image is so we can follow, we can represent him. And we all had all sorts of weird ideas about God. But then Jesus Christ comes and he makes the example very clear. So you can't miss it anymore. So the reason why you are saved is not to go to heaven. The reason why you are saved is to live properly on this earth with your fellow human with beings. your fellow human beings, so that when he to comes together, back, he will say that you have done a good job. Your fellow human beings and together, yes, together with each other, with the earth properly. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> okay, and be priests. Yes. Ha. Huh. Okay, I I think we need to wrap up. It's, yes, it's, uh, t- time is far spent. Yes, um, yeah. Okay, this this has been interesting. Thank yes. you, thank you, Adam, for 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 this. Um, wow, I mean, it's a conversation that needs to be had um, mm-hmm. because many people take one side or the other. Mm-hmm. I mean, many of my my friends in Christianity do this, and I'm yes. always saddened because what it then leads is that we have we are either focusing on going to heaven, focusing on. Uh, sins and my personal sins and so on and we are missing the point the point is God needs to restore himself to us so that we can learn from him and live differently today today not tomorrow not when you go to heaven but today <laughs> okay thank you all <sighs> listeners for another episode for 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 taking for, for being with us through this one hour and two minutes <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah. hopefully we can um you shall hear from us soon again. Yes, 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 yes. Thank, Thank you very you. much. And uh, we'll talk again. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast on the Mount. You can ask a question, make a comment, or just reach out to us on our Facebook page, Podcast on the Mount, and on Twitter at Podcast on the MNT. Goodbye.